Hello, hello. This is the Melanie Homeschoolers. I am your host, Eric Williams. And tonight I want to think about a few things. And we start off by getting into freedom of thought and expression and cancel culture. And one of the things about cancel culture is that it often stems simply from a lack of agreeing with someone. If you don't agree with someone's thoughts or philosophies, they want to quote-unquote cancel you, whether they're mainstream thoughts or personal thoughts. And oftentimes, that's all it is, is a difference of opinion. Yet, that's one of the most important things that we have for our children is the freedom to think for yourselves and look at things for yourself and analyze things for yourselves which is also one of the main reasons most of us even came to homeschooling because we looked at public schools, private schools, secular schools. We looked at it, we thought it, analyzed it, and observed what's going on and thought our children should not be a part of it or thought they would be best served to be outside of that realm. And admittedly, that one of the things that brought this to my mind recently has been Mr. West. And to think that this most recent notion all started with a t-shirt. A t-shirt that had a simple message. A message that actually was a correct message. Yet, because some people viewed it was not appropriate and wasn't going with the mainstream of thought. That it was somehow evil and bad and it was simply a t-shirt with a common sense message that nobody really could argue against if you just look at the shirt and read the shirt. And I think it's odd that one of the most important things we want for our children is to be able to think for themselves, have freedom of thought, look, be able to look at things in life and analyze them and learn from them and grow. And that's education. That's the most basic part of education is to look at something, absorb the information, process it and do our best to understand it so oftentimes since we are all individuals it's probably going to be times where what we think or feel are things that other people may not agree with outside of math there's pretty much most things are open to interpretation including science so that's one of the things about science is it's disproven all the time. Most things start as theories. All theories will not be agreed upon, which is why you do testing and experiments. You have to do a minimal amount of them and get a high percentage rate of the outcome you expected or expressed in the beginning. But there's also another scientist probably in the other side of that same lab doing the opposite and showing that no, that doesn't work. There are people who are literally right now debating gravity, which has been a known notion for hundreds and thousands of years, probably. But there are people who are saying, no, gravity is not what we think it is. And there's nothing wrong with that. They have the ability to go do their experiments, show that it's wrong and show that it's different and show if they can come to an appropriate conclusion that gravity is not what we thought it was. There's nothing wrong with that. So when people want to cancel our children, and say, think this way, think this way, only go to the left, only go to the right. And life is 90% in the middle. There's a lot of things that 
that we can look at things and say, oh, I agree with the people on the left. There's also things that say I can agree with people on the right. That's what knowledge, education, thought, emotion, upbringing, things like that are about. And we don't want our children to be pigeonholed and taught that you have to think this way. Even as a father of six, there are things my children do that I do not agree with. There's things they think that I do not agree with, but they are individuals and they have the right to think and do or express their own life how they feel. My job is to set a moral standard and hope that they'll find it. But ultimately, at the end of the day, when they become adults, they set their own. I can look at them in the face and say, you have to eat your vegetables three times a day. You have to go to work nine to five. And they might grow up and say, you know what? I want to be an entrepreneur. I just want to work overnight. I want to work for myself. I don't want to work at all. I want to do an investment. I want to buy a property and be a landlord. What am I going to say? No, that's not right. No, that's the path you chose. You're not harming anyone. That's what you want to do. So even as you're our own children, we have to give them the space to be themselves within reason and not try to dictate their thoughts and dictate their expression. And yes, oftentimes we have our own way. We think our children should act or behave. But if they're not harming anyone, they're not being outside of the laws of society. We have to learn to let our children express themselves, think for themselves. We can't find ourselves canceling our own children because they're not doing what we want them to do later on in life. They should be able to come to us with a clear, concise argument about why they want to do something or why they chose to do something. And not for our own personal validation because we don't own them. We're just here to guide them and we're giving a few years with them to be quote unquote in charge of them but they have 80 other percent of their percent of their life to do as they wish and how and as they see fit so when people are like don't do this don't do that don't think this don't think that what is that really serving are we really serving our children by doing that or should we try to show them the lesson or show them where they might be right or wrong at and stop trying to cancel our children and become the cancel culture within our own house within our own classrooms and within our own family structures to the point where we're just trying to overguide them and overcorrect them. If you see them harming themselves, that's one thing. No one's going to let their child touch the fire when they see the fire coming. But if they're just doing something out of their own individuality and their own things that they will see fit, then let's just encourage that. And let's show them that you don't have to just follow the crowd like lemmings and fall off the cliff. If your child really does not like math, he needs math. He needs to learn how to count. He needs to learn how to do his taxes. Then you just give him the minimum amount that he needs, but you don't obsess with him not loving math. Then you find what he does love, and you find a way to incorporate it. And we want them to always feel that they can express their thoughts and ideas. That's how dreams are fostered, by saying, yes, dream big, think high. If you see it and you feel you can do it, go for it. But we can't say, I wouldn't do that. I would never think of that, so you don't get the right to do it. It's just too much of dictatorship and trying to control other people and too much letting other people's ideas conjure up how we should feel about ourselves and about our world around us when they're just being one individual amongst billions on the earth. So let's make sure that we're paying attention to our children and teaching them to to think how they think and feel how they feel And let's not be the culture, the cancel culture in our own house.
that's a a brief thought of what else is, what's on my mind. And after this brief break, I'll get back to the next part of what I've been thinking about lately. Hello, welcome back again. Hope you didn't mind the modest break. So, one of the things I've been doing lately is I've written a book that's available on Amazon. You can get it here if you're listening. It's called We Missed the Bus, The Homeschool Adventure by me, Eric Williams. It's on Amazon. But what that led me to is reading. And one of the things personally for me is reading is huge in my house. All my kids are readers. They've all been like that. They get it naturally. I get it naturally from my mom. She always, every morning when I got up, she was reading the paper. I was the type of kid that read the cereal box. If anything's in front of me in reading, I'm reading it even now to this day. I read two or three books at a time. I've always had books on me in my book bag or on my nightstand. I'm just an avid reader. And I, that's naturally with my kids' DNA. They're constantly reading all the time. Wanting to go to the library. My son literally just bought a book today. He wanted to make sure he had it, so he said, I don't even spend my own money on it. So he bought his book. And so forth. So they enjoy reading a lot. And one of the things that reading has done for me, or one of the things that I, one of the reasons I feel it's important and what it's done for me, is it opens your mind to places you oftentimes would not even thought about. From different locations, characters, personalities, adventures, and even things that we enjoyed as children, our children pick up on and start to enjoy. Things about books is they're hundreds of years old and people are still reading them, finding new ways to look at them. And I think that's very, very fascinating that you can write something, put it on paper now, and a hundred years later, Someone will be looking at it like it's brand new thought and they'll take it to whole different ideas all off something that you read and sparked. <clears throat> now I have, <coughs> excuse me, I have older stepchildren that were, uh, one was reading Harry Potter. Now their little brothers are younger and they're reading Harry Potter. They're going to be Harry Potter for Halloween. It's like, mm,
And even Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss, I thought Dr. Seuss was new when I was a kid. And turn around, he'd been around way before I was a child. His rhyme, his, his rhyme style has been patterned by everybody from rappers to comedians. Everyone knows if you want someone to remember something, what do you do? You teach it in rhyme form. He's got a whole book series based on rhymes. And he's had characters and, and different connotations to them. And it's gone on for hundreds of years and it's going to continue going. And, and there were actually people who were silly enough to say they want to cancel Dr. Seuss. It's like, you can't cancel Dr. Seuss. It's not going to happen for you. Because it's just that powerful of a genre and that powerful of a figure. It's just the written word. And what, So to me, reading is probably one of the most important skills your child can have. Especially because lately I'm seeing a lot of things that are saying these younger generations have very poor reading skills. And that's something that is very, very fixable. So I don't want that to be something that we as homeschool parents take for granted. That our, our kids will just love reading and we'll just give them reading, reading, reading and they'll just do it. Some people struggle with it. Some people don't grasp it right away. Some people fumble the words or they read too fast, but when your children read, let them read out loud and listen to them. And there's little things, like when my oldest son, when he was reading, first reading, he was reading too, literally too fast. He wasn't even pronouncing the words all the way because he was reading too fast. And I had to explain to him, slow down, because the words you say change the story. So if you're not saying them properly, you're not getting the story right. So once he started to slow down and pronounce the words properly, 
and notice that a word may have an S on it. So now there's multiple dogs. It's not just one dog. Now you have multiple dogs. Slow down. And see the little things like that. So even if they are proficient readers, there's always new things that they need to pay attention to that they can work on. So thanks again for listening. Have a good time. Check out my book if you get a moment. It's on sale now on Amazon. This is National Book Month, so I put a plug in there for my own product. National Book Month. I saw that in the library today, as a matter of fact. We were in the library. So enjoy, everyone. Peace, love, and light. Have a good weekend. Thank you for listening. Thank you.